When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio. At ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Ah, good morning. Welcome in. show is brought to you by the uh, bacon, bourbon, and... More bacon-wrapped shrimp, along with the New York Strip, Kessler Prime, and the Renaissance, KesslerPrime.com, to make a reservation. Uh, we're 105.9 The Zone ESPN. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Thank you for going to Apple Podcast or Spotify, searching Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. We'll be back on our YouTube channel at 8.30 with Mike Detillier, and we'd love for you to go to our YouTube channel, search Out of Bounds Sports. Um, Swamp Kings drops on Netflix today. If it hadn't already, it may have. That may be a 12.01 last night type deal, or it may be later today. I can't wait to watch it. Urban Myers Florida Gator Run. Urban Myers Florida Gator Run. Dan Mullins in it. Tim Tebow. Timmy, Timmy. Woo! Sunbelt. Love them some Timmy Tebow. Um... Percy Harvin, you know, Aaron Hernandez, that was tragic. Uh, some great players, Pouncey Twins, you know, the list goes on and on. Of uh, Heck, Chris Leak was a great player. Um, but that Florida defense was nasty and really, really good. So don't forget that that is uh, dropping today. And then I watched Air again on Prime last night with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck on how Nike signed Michael Jordan. I know it's been out. I loved it. Um, Damon, Affleck, Jason Bateman. Um, heck of a lineup, actually, of, of really, really good actors. And how they beat out Converse and Adidas. Boy, that was some arrogance from, um, from Converse and Adidas. And Sonny Vaccaro, who we've had on the show. We got linked up with him through, was it through Tark the Shark? Remember how I got Sonny Vaccaro on the show? I mean, he's the dude. When it comes to like, you know, um, AAU and sneakers and signing players and all the big camps, Adidas, well, it was the Converse Adidas camps, Nike camps, list goes on and on. You know, he really launched that, but, uh, he and Tark the Shark were buddies. I don't remember where I got Sonny Vaccaro's number, but, uh, that was a long time ago. I had him on 
I need to have him on again. I guess he's still alive. I hope he is. Uh, but he's got to be up there. Jason, will you check his age? The uh, Stella Artois caller line, 601-707-3750. Uh, Twitter, Twitter, at Bounds, And your Ag Up Equipment text line, hit us with a text. 601-885-3776. How old is Bacara? He is 83. 83 years young. All right. Well, um, man, he made Nike. I mean, Jordan, Nike, wow. And eventually Barkley, and the list goes on and on. It's crazy that Magic and Larry were with Converse then, isn't it? I remember the Converse cons. I had a pair. They weren't awesome. But I had a pair of the first Jordans, like a lot of people listening, the red, black, and white ones. Ooh, yeah. Were they comfortable or was, did it feel like a prototype? Uh, I guess in 19, I'm guessing here, 1985, we didn't know any better. Yeah. So <laughs> you just thought they were awesome. And they were expensive for that time. Right. I don't remember what they ran, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was a big deal. So uh, but anyway, all right, let's switch gears. Um this is interesting topic that I want to get into because we've done hardcore sports. Although I don't know if fantasy football is hardcore sports. It's fun, right? It's nachos. It's food on the grill. It's a good ice cold bush light. It's, it, it means it's game day. You're putting your team together. You're talking trash with your buddies. You're on a group app now. Um, I mean, our group app on Sunday was, was pretty funny. Uh, a little tame, but, but still, some of the guys that were weighing in were were pretty funny when we drafted our rookies or whatever we were doing. I'm still not sure what we were doing. Anyway, I drafted some players. I didn't put it on auto draft, so I was proud of myself. That's a big step. I know. I know Blake and Jackson would be excited because they've run my fantasy team the last um, eight years. I didn't even know who was on my team <laughs> last year. But we made the playoffs, and which was pretty cool. But I wanted to switch gears on this. Um, y'all are getting ready to tailgate it at, God help us all, um, in the Grove and in the Junction. Okay. <laughs> Because it sounds great to, you know, have our clothes stick to us and, you know, sweat like pigs and and all that. Um, But Jason and I were discussing this. What's the worst food to bring to a tailgate? Especially early on. Now, when the weather changes, you can get away with anything. Yeah, yeah. Man, you can have oysters out there. You can have, you know, all (laughs) kinds of fun stuff, okay? But early on, you got to be very careful, okay? Because it's hot as 50 shades of hell right now. And it's going to be for Mercer at Ole Miss and uh, Southeast Louisiana at Mississippi State. And so we came up with a couple. Um, One, especially in September, spaghetti. (laughs) What are you thinking? Like, I'll see pastas at our tailgate, and it makes my stomach turn. I, I mean, you know, pasta with white sauce? Oh, yeah, Alfredo. It's 123 degrees. What are we doing? I'm confused. Man, <laughs> um, taco soup. Now in November, oh yeah, different deal. That's the stuff. Okay, um, I mean you throw whatever some 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 deer meat in there, some deer sausage, among many other things. We're talking about a different day, right? Yeah. Whenever the weather does break, if it ever does, but let's just say it breaks by November one. Then we're talking some some different deal. Maybe it'll actually break in October as we all go through this. I feel like we're living at the equator. Um, equator, 
Uh, raw shrimp. Ooh, that's a no-no in September. Dude, like a shrimp cocktail? Oh. <laughs> Just sitting out baking. What's worse? <laughs> uh, pasta with Alfredo sauce, raw shrimp, or spaghetti? Anyway, I'd love to hear from you on the Ag Up Equipment text line. 601-885-3776. If you need a new tractor for your deer camp, your farm, or your family land, it's driven by John Deere, America's tractor, at Ag Up Equipment in Canton and Pearl. Okay. Um, do we have any com- Let me know if we have any yeah, coming in. We're getting some potato salads. Oh, so- <laughs> potato salad's not even good anyway. <laughs> so, like, anything mayo-heavy? Uh, I mean, but that's because we put too much mayo in potato salad and coleslaw. That's why it's dog poo-poo. Yeah, uh, people say, so I wrote down chili. Um, also, chili's a one that, you know. Chili, Novem- November, if you have like like a chili dog, that's good. You know, anything, Maybe. anything that's like a topping is not that bad. But somebody said egg casserole. Or Awful. <laughs> Awful. Tuna fish? <laughs> oh, tuna. Yeah, somebody drop some, please somebody drop some tuna fish at the September 2nd tailgate, <laughs> wherever you are. Startville, Oxford, Baton Rouge, Tuscaloosa. <laughs> get you a big old bowl of tuna fish. Tuna salad sandwich? That's the people who don't get it and should be kicked out of the tailgate immediately. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, chicken salad. Ugh. Or any like baked fish too. You know, why, why would you do baked fish, period? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I brought tilapia, <laughs> uh, which usually it's like junk fish from the Mississippi River. Um, so I'm trying to think this through egg salad. Boy, doesn't that sound fun today for lunch? Find a place to sit outside. Just a bowl of egg salad. <laughs> and a big old egg salad sandwich with the sun pouring all over you. And a sweet tea, baby. Oh, <laughs> God, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Good hell. I don't even know what I had yesterday. I did eat in the air conditioning. Uh, oh, I went by and got a, uh, a smoked chicken salad. Not like sm- grilled chicken on a salad from oh, gotcha. Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, James says, uh, hold on now. Smoked tuna dip is the bomb. Not when it's 129 degrees, Fancher. <laughs> Deviled eggs. Ugh. I love them, oh, but in uh, September. <laughs> Deviled eggs inside in the air conditioning, yes. Not when you're under a tent and you're melting in the grove or the junction. We'll keep it rolling on the Ag Up Equipment text line. Bring it, baby. Uh, Swamp Kings on the Florida Gators under Urban Meyer will drop today on the Netflix. That'll be a good good watch tonight as we're trying to piece it together. Getting to uh, this weekend, I guess. And the uh, seven-game parlay that we'll all hit. Go ahead and get rich for football season. Just coast into the holidays. Good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Speaking of a fun place to watch football, the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Full bar and food. Leather chairs. I don't know. 35 TVs. Thousands and thousands of square feet. It's nice. It's cool. Play around at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Scoot on over to the Sportsbook. 
Stay there for a few hours. Wrap it up with a great steak and some calamari and maybe a wilderness trail bourbon at uh, Philip M's. Good morning. Welcome in. Talking tailgating and uh, worst food to bring. You know, I don't know how to tell you to navigate the first game because all your food's going to die. Right off the top of my head, uh, and, and, and this food's going to die too, but um, chicken tenders, I'd keep... Here, people go overboard. They can't help it. It's just where we are in society. They, you know, overthink it. Da, da, da. No pastas. Nothing with mayonnaise. No. Um, I mean, I don't like mayonnaise anyway, but but it, it when it's September 2nd under a tent, you know, I mean, is that what I want to smell? Um, but, you know, I would keep it basic, and I'd just go sliders, turkey, roast beef, ham, um, maybe, you know, steak, beef tenderloin. Uh, pork tenderloin. Now that's pork tenderloin. Dry pork, believe it or not, dry pork tenderloin at a tailgate works. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. I don't want man. Don't mayonnaise the sliders prior to dropping them. If people have to do that, it shouldn't be out on September. What What is the exact date? I keep throwing it out. September second. All right. On September second, don't put. Don't ever put mayonnaise. And if you if you have to order from somewhere, no mayonnaise. People don't want mayonnaise on their sandwiches anymore. Those that do can put it on there. That's true, nasty. True. Very true. Okay. Uh, I'd keep it basic. I'd go chicken tenders. Fried catfish can work. It's going to die too, but it can work. Um, chips, obviously. Um, no sour cream dips early. Please stop that. Ooh, yeah. Ladies, men. No sour cream or mayonnaise needs to be near the tailgate. French onion, yeah, that's a uh, French onion is an automatic. You're and I don't even. I think I'm probably cutting my tailgating by eighty percent this year. But um, French onion is, is that what you said? Yeah, French yeah, onion. yeah. First of all, that's nasty anyway, dude. What? But French onion dip. I mean, how about that breath after you've had a, a few chips in the tail? You're going to wipe everybody out anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. But the bottom line is. French onion dip is grounds for what? Expulsion? Yes. Being expelled <laughs> forever. Okay. That's that's worthy or of being Or paying for out. the food the rest of the year for everybody in the tailgate. So Whoa. Ole Miss has seven home games. Mississippi State has eight. That you, you get to carry that number all the way through. Ole Miss's, let's see, for the Rebs, that would be La Monroe. For Mississippi State, their last home game's Ole Miss. So all the way through November. It, it, once once the weather breaks, you know, pretty much everything's game on. I mean, I don't the all the pastas and stuff I don't get, but whatever. It, it's it needs to be more of sliders, chicken. And now if you've got a grill out there, let it rip. Okay, I mean, yeah, we got people yeah. with grills around us and they're doing ribeye poppers and they're throwing on a beef tenderloin. And they're doing, you know, all sorts of different things. That's great. You've got it. Now, Vic Schaefer used to man the grill in September. That's really that's pretty powerful. For the tailgate? For, so so Vic Schaefer, I would I would walk over to his every single home game and talk to him. And Schaefer was sweating like a pig. <laughs> over a grill, cooking an enormous amount of food, 
with a big Yeti in his, uh, he he drank Tito's, which, okay. I, uh, hey. Smart guy. Well, he's got Texas ties. Yeah, of course. American-made vodka. Here, oh, and it was National Lemonade Day, so here's to a Tito's with a lot of water and a splash of lemonade. That, and maybe just a an orange on the side, that's a really good cocktail, especially as we're all trying not to melt right now. Uh, Jason, do we have anything? No Captain Rodney's. Yes. No Captain Rodney's in September. <laughs> that, that, that is not allowed until, <laughs> hold on. Let me look at the Ole Miss schedule. All right. For Ole Miss, it's the Arkansas game, October 7th. And for Mississippi State, it's the Western Michigan game, October 7th. Even that's going to be early. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, we're hoping by then, yeah, let's just be honest. If the high is 80, I think we'll all be happy, which means some of the day will be maybe 65 to 80 type deal, you know, as the day unfolds. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm going to tailgate the first game. Now, what do you think, I think about... Wendy and uh, I have some other plans, but it's there for my kids and, and they can, you know, they can, they can eat. Uh, I don't, but they don't, they don't show up. I mean... They're in college. They just, if they come through, it's a, it's a three and a half minute deal. I mean, you can put your stopwatch sure. on yeah. it. Now, later in the year, cooler, you know, may have a chance to catch them for, I don't know, 20 to 40 minutes. Go ahead. What do you think about like mass produced drinks? Like a big, like jug of something for the whole tailgate. Hey, come over here. I think and that's get, great. We go- did a, we did a blueberry. Uh, you can do blueberry simply. What's it called? Simply, uh, simply lemonade. That's what. Yeah, it yeah. Is? Simply life, or no? Maybe I'm thinking life because we just did fancy life with Peter Oberset. Um, you do the blueberry lemonade, simply whatever, and Tito's, and you still, you know these these little things that Tito's has dropped off over the years. You can just make it; it's nothing to it. Yeah, that way people can just pull. They don't have to do anything. It's all good. I'm well, fine. That's that's great. But what about like? Uh, a mass and I'll be produced... honest, a Bloody Mary, and I'm a big Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary fan. Yeah. Okay? In the air conditioning. Or when the weather breaks. True. true. On September 2nd, underneath a tent. Tomato juice? I'm not, you know, I'm more an ice-cold Bush Light, an ice-cold Stella, or some ice-cold Prosecco. Or like a Tito's water splash of lemonade. When it's raging at 118 degrees... And you can feel it on your elbows, and it's coming through either your your sandals or your little bitty footies and your your little bee on, cute ons or whatever you're you're wearing, and you can feel the heat coming up through your bare feet and into your Achilles. That's not the most ideal time for zing zang and a bloody mary. Yeah, you might as well just drink a white Russian at that point. That's what Jackson would do. <laughs> oh, dude, double down. Jackson Meadows. Um, like anything I've never seen cream. anybody. when we, we were actually inside, but we did a show mid-afternoon from 2 to 3 o'clock at the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, and he went from a white Russian to a Bloody Mary. Nobody's ever oh. made that transition in their life. Dude. Let's go from a milky, syrupy, and I love a, a white Russian in December with a cigar on the back patio and a football game on. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. I'm in. Um, and I love a Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary, either at Bravo or Famous Brunch Spot or when the weather breaks. Inside, air conditioning. 
he went from a white Russian to a Bloody Mary. Who in the hell has ever done that in the history of, yeah, since we've been here? Dude. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Somebody on the text line says a big jug of white Russian just sitting in the sun. Yes, do that for <laughs> September 2nd, <laughs> along with at least 10 containers of French onion dip and Captain Rodney's, which isn't even any good when the weather breaks. Oh, I like that stuff. Of course you do. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. You also told me that you like the Red Lobster biscuits. They are good. Uh, no, they're Th- not. Those are good people biscuits. People were sold that in 1986. And that there's was people who never left the county. They're still delicious. They're not. I will buy the That's box. That's just processed... <laughs> Additive-driven, terrible preservatives, crappy. You know, you could throw that biscuit up against the wall and probably put a dent in a concrete wall. (laughs) Come on, no shot. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio, TV New Orleans, joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Coming up next. It's good to be blue. All right, you can watch the show right now on YouTube. YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports. Would love for you to hit the subscribe button. We welcome in our friend NFL LSU insider, Mike Detillier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. He joins us on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. So, Mike D., we had, uh, and I can't remember if we hit this with you last week, but we had Jeff Duncan on. He talked about how Michael Thomas is just not the same with the surgeries. And so, what do you think the ceiling is? I mean, he can obviously contribute in some way, shape, or form, but what do you think the ceiling is now for Michael Thomas in his career, Mike D.? I still think he's a 75 to 85 catch guy. I mean, he's not going to be this 120 guy uh, anymore, and injuries and age have sort of caught up with that. But he's going to still be a big contributor to this offense. If anyone is saying Mike Thomas isn't a difference maker, they got that wrong, completely wrong. Is he the same Mike Thomas of 2019? No. Uh, Jeff is right about that. But that guy was unique in this offense with Drew. He was unique. But he's still a big target receiver that can work the short, intermediate areas very well and move the chains for you. And in the red zone, it'll be a difference maker. What a lot of people don't quite get is he doesn't need to be that guy anymore because you got Chris Olave. And Chris, I think, he went last year from being a good to very good player yes, to being what we see is a very good to close to an elite receiver. So... I don't need Michael Thomas to be the 2019 guy, and he's not going to be that player anymore. Again, injuries and age have sort of whittled a little bit of that away from him. Hmm. But man, 
Uh, you know, he knows how to get open. He knows how to move the chains. And we saw last year, early on, and when they played Atlanta, the opening game, he made the difference in the fourth quarter. Okay? How much has he lost from then? I mean, he, he's the same guy, and he was making plays. So I get what Jeff's saying, and, and I'm disagreeing with him at all. But I, the Saints don't need him to be the 2019 Michael Thomas. Okay? Yeah, fair enough. They don't need that, that, that guy. What they need is a big target receiver who can make contested catches. And Mike can still do that very, very well. And you throw in the fact that, and even though he's been injured, Rashid Shaheed, the speed element that he gives you. So um, I think all in all, Thomas is still going to be a big part of this attack for the Saints offensively. And they are a different team with him than without him. (laughs) Don't kid yourself. (laughs) They are a different team when he's on the field and when he's not. And the offense the last couple years have proven that. Um, What with Derek Carr, do you feel like he's had a good camp, great camp, pretty good camp? I think he's had a good camp. Uh, Again, there is some rapport stuff that, when you're on a new team and getting used to receivers, I think that always takes a little bit of an adjustment, uh, his adjustment with a Michael Thomas, with a Chris Olave. Uh, he's had a lot of work with. And also, too, with Juwan Johnson, who I think of all the offensive players on this Saints team has made the biggest leap from a year ago. You got to remember with Juwan, it was the first year he had ever played tight end. He had always been an outside wideout, and then they kicked him inside. And the rapport with him and Derek Carr has gone very, very well. One of the things we do see in practices is Derek um, concentrating a lot more on getting the football to the tight ends. If it's been Juwan if it's been Foster Morrow, if it's been Jimmy Graham, uh, a Jesse James, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter. He he likes to throw the football to the tight end, and he had a pretty good one with in Las Vegas. Yeah, he did. Uh, and Darren Waller. Now, he's with the Giants now, but, man, uh, I do think you're going to see that as a bigger part of the Saints attack. But I think he's had a good camp, and uh, – his rapport with the receivers, tight ends, backs have, has gotten better. But, man, he puts a lot of work and effort. You can tell. Uh, he ain't just half-stepping this. He puts a lot of work into his game. Good for him. Okay. Uh, Jameis Winston may be one of the best backups in the league. Yeah, no question about it. And he knows his role today. Um, but, Mike, you know, don't you believe there's several guys that will start this year that Jameis is better than. I would have to believe he's sitting there thinking, I've got some more juice. I may not be a top 15 guy, but I'm between 15 and 22 or 23, and, you know, that's splitting hairs in there. I mean, don't you think he's better than several guys who will take the first snap? 
on the tenth? I think I wouldn't put him in fifteen to twenty-three. Uh, he'd be beyond that with me. And to be honest with you, I thought he had a better camp a year ago than he did this year. Okay, but uh, but he understands his role, and Jameis is going to be hit and miss. Uh, it's been throughout his pro career where he's been very when he's very hot. He, he can carve you up, and then he'll get cold at times, too. That is sort of part of his makeup as a player. Uh, and I think that's always going to be there. And he's going to be the backup this year uh, for Derek Carr. Uh, they like Jake Hayner, but, you know, Jake's still a rookie. So I think he's going to be the guy for the future as a backup. And Jameis will get an opportunity to put his uh, football services out there to teams after this season. And so, you know, again, starting experience, physical ability, he's got a lot of, and he's got a really strong arm, but there is that erratic nature to him. And I think that that's always going to be part of his game, that eroticism uh, of of having maybe a great game and then not so good game. So you you understand that with, with Jameis. And I know Sean tried to work around it, and then he had the injury and that sort of thing. So it's it's just going to be, for the Saints, it's a good feature to have a guy with experience and talent and understands the Saints offense in case something would happen with Derek Carr that he would go down for a stretch. Mike Dettelier, Saints, LSU insider, WWL Radio, TV New Orleans. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Show is driven by the Nissan Pathfinder at Cannon, Nissan, and Jackson. Mike, who is the biggest threat in the NFC South for the Saints? For me, it's the Falcons, the way they piece together. Um, their starting five offensive linemen are pretty good. I can't say that for every team in the NFC South. I can't tell you anything about Desmond Riddle. I mean, that four-game stretch really doesn't tell you the whole story. And from people who cover them, he's had his good moments and bad uh, in training camp. But, man, they can run the ball. And you've got a three-headed monster at running back, and it's going to be led by, I think, the rookie that's going to tilt the field this year and be John Robinson. And you've got a king-size wide receiver group with a Kyle Pitts, Drake London. That, that'll be really good, and they'll play a little keep-away with you. How much better can they be on offense I mean, on defense is the big question mark. Over the last 10 years, they have never went over 40 quarterback sacks in a season. Never. Hmm. So, man, listen, if you can't get pressure on the quarterback today, you're in trouble. No doubt. And so that's why they went and got David Onyemata from the Saints, Caden Ellis, uh, Calais Campbell. And, uh, you know, at this stage of his career, Campbell understands that, you know, he's not going to be a full-time player. But if he can give you 
25 to 30 quality snaps, uh, you 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 work in pretty well there. And you put Anyamata and Grady Jarrett in the middle, that's pretty strong uh, of an inside push. And Ellis, I think, will help them off the edge very, very well. So their secondary is young. you got a lot of young guys back there, how quickly that can come together. I know Ryan Nielsen really well. I think he'll do a really good job there. And their kicking game is solid across the board. So I think they're the team to watch because Arthur Smith's going to be innovative on what he does. Uh, I'll, you know, being part of that Tennessee Titans radio network, I saw what happened when he was there and what he did with the talent the Titans had there. And their offense and Tannehill rolled pretty well uh, with Arthur, as, as good as you could ask for. I think he'll do a good job there. The big question mark is, Bo, it's, it's fair or unfair. We judge quarterbacks in big games, big situations, right? Sure. You got no book on Desmond Ritter in the NFL. You 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 can't go back to the book. There is none on him in those type spots. So I think they're the biggest threat for the Saints. Because if Ritter comes around down the stretch, this is going to be a Saints-Falcons battle to the end. Uh, What about Baker Mayfield? Do you think he holds on to that starting job beginning to end? Or do you think Kyle Trask has a chance to uh, take over at some point during the season? Kind of got a feeling Kyle may be in there. But, you know, Baker's the better player. Uh, I've seen nothing from Kyle Trask. as a pro to make me think that he's going to KO Baker Mayfield. So their offensive line is going to be better because Ryan Jensen's back at center. And I'm a big center guy that when you lose your starting center, that takes a big chunk out of your offense. I never forget last year, the Bucks had a 13 game, uh, they won 13 games the year before. So the over and under was 12. Ryan Jensen gets hurt, and Vegas bumped down their win total to 11 immediately. Okay, that takes a lot to move a team one full game, and it's not your quarterback. How many games they won last year? With no Jensen in the lineup, eight. Oh. People don't realize the importance of that center position. You're the quarterback of the other four guys and the tight end. You're making the calls. You're making the adjustments. Lose the center and see how it affects a football team dramatically. And uh, I've been a big believer in it. Uh, I know this was, man, uh, like, 2007, the goal sheet and Mort Olson did a, a review of the last 20 years in the NFL and college football. And if you lose a center, the next game, it equals out to right under 80% of the time you lose. And it has long-term effects if he's out for a long time. 
it does go to show you Jensen not being in that lineup hurt that team. You know what? I don't think the Packers have been the same since they lost Corey Lindsley uh, to the L.A. Chargers. Has their offensive line played well since Lindsley left? They haven't. It, it's, it's been a shaky group across the board. Uh, and I do think it's had some long-term effects with the Packers losing a guy like Corey Lindsley and what it's done to the Chargers. Yeah, Justin Herbert's terrific. But who was the calming influence? Who picked up all those inside blitzes? Who made the calls to make sure that, you know, that Herbert was upright? Isn't it not just a coincidence? Who played in Super Bowl Sunday? The best center in pro football in Jason Kelsey. And you can make a pretty strong argument, maybe the best center in the AFC, Creed Humphrey. Yeah. You know, it does have a lot of connected dots. And so I, I think the Bucks will be better because of Jensen in the lineup, uh, at handling that center position. I don't know how well they can run the ball. And Dippin was so heavy reliant. Tom Brady, the last two years, he threw the football more those two years than any other years in his entire career. Think of that. At his age, he's thrown the football more the last two than he did any other year. And that's never good for a quarterback, that all that is lapped on you. You've got to be able to run the ball. It's still a question mark for me with the Bucks. Do they have that guy that can handle that rushing load? I think they'll be better up front because of Jensen. But do they have the horse, so to speak? Do they have the horse that can take it? So, And I, that's one area with the Saints, Eric McCoy. Uh, he, he is a really good center in this league. But, man, if he goes down, the Saints are in trouble uh, because I have seen Max Garcia play center. <laughs> Mike Dettelier on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Okay, let's go out to the uh, NFC – West, and and tell me what you're thinking as there's question marks all around the 49ers and whether the Rams will bounce back, and then, you know, who knows from there. So what do you see there? I like the 49ers. I think they know Brock Purdy's their guy. I mean, I think this is sort of a dog and pony show because somewhere along the line, you're going to have to jettison Trey Lance and trade and get what you can for him. I'm not sure they can get much for Trey, but they know Brock's the guy, and and they're going to be effective. And both with that defense, they don't have to score a lot of points, to be honest with you. Their defense is still really, really good. Their offensive line is strong. They're going to run the football. That's always been part of Shanahan's deal. You get a healthy George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk, I think, is developing into a really good player in this league. And you got Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Clear cut, they're the best team in the West. But if they tilt that head just a little bit, Seattle's right behind them, nipping at the heels. Seattle has got an accumulation of a lot of really good talent. Mm. 
Uh, they got a young offensive line, a bevy of young backs. You throw in Charbonnet coming in from UCLA. Their receiving core now with Jackson of Najigba is going to be a nice addition to what they already have uh, with DK and Lockett. Their defense has always been pretty good uh, under Pete Carroll, and they bring back Bobby Wagner. So, man, they're going to be right there at the end. Most likely a playoff team that will come in as a wild card, but I wouldn't want to play them in January. The big question mark is, can Geno Smith do this back-to-back years? And, I, again, I I was impressed at what I saw with Geno last year. They certainly looked as though the light came on and things worked for him. Right. But they ran the ball so well with Kenneth Walker. And now you throw in Charbonnet? <laughs> Man, you got a power rush. That's right up what Pete wants. I think the Rams will be a tad better, but not much better. Okay. Uh, to be honest with you. And you can make an argument the Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL. Nice. Well, tip of the cap to them. Um, all right. Yeah, look, I think the Seahawks, you threw them out last week, and yep. I went back and listened to our interview. And and then I started kind of, you know, scratching around on them. And this is typical Pete. You know, one more run. And it looks like he and Snyder have done a good job building that roster. And like you said, they could give the 49ers some problems and some other people. And you know, Mike, if they win enough games, you don't want to go up there in January and play in the postseason. No, hell no. Uh, we've seen that with the Saints. And some really good Saints teams have went up there, and they've come back with their tail between their legs. No doubt. The with with part, a Hall of Fame other, coach and quarterback. And the other part of it, people forget. Jamal Adams back in the lineup on defense. They gave up a lot for Jamal uh, at safety. Too much. And he, I, that I agree with, but he is a playmaker for them. Now, he plays way too big for his body. Uh, I've been around Jamal. He's not a real big guy, but he plays like he, he thinks he's six foot three and 230 pounds, and he's about five foot ten and three quarters and about <laughs> 208 pounds. Uh. But he gives you another element along with Wagner that they didn't have a year ago. And that that team's got a lot of young talent, and they could be dangerous. And I agree with you. You want to play them in Seattle in January? Hoss, you ain't never been up there. No. It's cold, it's damp, it's rainy, and it's windy. Mm-hmm. And throw all those combinations together. You don't want to be playing on their turf uh, in January. And I would not be surprised to that 49ers Seattle play three games this year. Wow. That'll be epic if we get a third game in the Bay Area or in Seattle. It'll be it could be miserable weather in the Bay Area too. Pete has built so is yeah. the forty they both built their teams for January and bad weather. Like you said, uh they're able to pound the rock and they're they're hell on defense. That could be whew, that could be a heck of a Sunday right there. Okay. Yeah, the other thing too is remember last year, who had the easiest schedule in the NFC? I don't remember. The Philadelphia Eagles. Ah, Guess who? The, Saints. They, guess who has the toughest schedule in the NFC this year? Who? Philadelphia Eagles. Thank goodness. I'm trying to figure out if my Cowboys can find a path. No, no I, I, Bo. 
A lot of people poo-foo that, but I'm just telling you, there is a correlation with that. Teams get better and teams change year to year. But and and I'm not trying to take anything away from the Eagles. I thought last year they were terrific. But I don't think they will win as many games this year as they did a year ago. All right, we'll leave it there. Mike Mike D's got us ready for football. I can't wait to watch the Seahawks this year. Typical Pete Carroll and Snyder getting this thing rolling. And the 49ers are run well, too. Mike D, thank you, buddy. Thank you, Bo. Mike Dettelier at Mike Dettelier on Twitter. WWL Radio TV New Orleans. Driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder with the all-new body style. Beautiful-looking SUV. At Canon Nissan in Jackson. Also the Nissan Rogue. And the Nissan Maxima. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Out of bounds. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. They'll drop Swamp Kings on Florida Gators football under Urban Meyer today on Netflix. I can't wait.